This is Tyrannus Acre Forward, the ag industry's most thought-provoking podcast. Listen to interesting people as we go in-depth into the issues affecting crop advisors, growers, and farm communities. Uncovering the truth about the ag business and using technology to prepare for the unforeseeable. Ready to explore the future? Let's dig in. Okay, welcome to the Acre Forward podcast sponsored by Tranis. I'm Mike Papali here with Tranis, and I'm sitting with Matt Youngman. Matt Youngman, Matt, what is your relationship to Farm Progress? I am two things. I'm the one in trouble when things go sideways, and on my, on my business card it says National Events Director for Farm Progress. How long have you been doing national events for Farm Progress? I've been doing it since 2004, so this is my this is my 19th year of, of being in charge of Farm Progress Show, Husker Harvest Days, Farm Futures Business Summit, and uh, the New York Farm Show. Is this the best show ever on the 19th year for you? This is pretty darn good. A lot of the success of the shows has nothing to do with anything I'm doing. It's all Mother Nature. So if we can get 75 to 85 degree weather for three days and beautiful sunshine and field demo crops that are in great condition, we're, we're pretty fortunate. All that has to do with Mother Nature. Yeah, we've been getting your emails. I think everybody who signed up gets a weather update and event update. People who listen to this, if we get it out quick enough, what should they be thinking about and why should they come to Farm Progress here? So every industry has its trade show, no matter what industry. And, and, and normally the trade shows are in Vegas or Orlando or Anaheim. Uh, the, the trade show for the ag industry is here in the Midwest, rotating between Decatur, Illinois and Boone, Iowa. Uh, odd-numbered years were here in Decatur, and even-numbered years were in Boone. Um, and and why to come is for the same reason people from 50 countries are coming, is because they want to see the latest product introductions. We're really fortunate. There's a lot of farm shows, but we're really fortunate that the Farm Progress Show is the one they wait for to un- make their new unveilings. Like just this morning, the Tyrannus made its North American debut. Or, uh, par- pardon me, the Tyrannus. The, the Nexat. The, um, the new 715 quad track from Case IH, uh, new balers from John Deere, new electric tractor from New Holland, you know, just kind of one after the other. So a lot of new, a lot of firsts here this week at Farm Progress. What's the attendance look like historically and how's it shaping up for this year, Matt? So historically, if we can get good weather like this, we would expect 150,000 people to come through over the course of the three days of the event. That includes everybody. That's you and me and every, everybody walking the streets. Uh, and, and about, and, and you asked earlier about if you can get it out quick enough, why would people come? Here's what I'll tell you. No matter what we're going to get, 50% of them are going to be here Wednesday. We're taping this on Tuesday. So tomorrow, 50% of the people are going to be here. It's going to be parking lot back to the highway. It's going to be lines at the food courts. It's going to be chaos. And 30% of them are going to be here on today, Tuesday. And 20% of them are coming on Thursday. So Thursday is the, come, the, the day to come to the show. I tell all my friends, all my family comes on Thursday because you can park up front. Lines are short. Enjoy. The, and it's the exact same show. Harvesting at 11, tiling at noon, tillage at 2, autonomy demos, sprayer drone demos. It's all the same stuff, all three days. We very purposely do that so that uh, no matter what day you come, you get to see the same show. So folks that are listening to this, we're on a Tuesday. Wednesday is a pretty busy day. You should still come. It's only 50%. Yep. And then Thursday, same event, same stuff. You get the full experience and better parking, so we should stick it out. Yep. We should attend on Thursday. Thursday is the good day. So question for our listeners, which one's better when you do it in Iowa or you do it in Illinois? 
Okay, this is my first. This this is the one that we built first. We built this show site in 2005, and I was living in Champaign. All my kids were born in Champaign, Illinois, but I'm an Iowa State graduate and grew up in Iowa, and I built the Boone site near my home, original home, so I, I have a pretty soft spot for the Boone show site. I'm, I'm torn, but I sure like Boone a lot. Which one gets the greatest attendance? So on average, on, on average, the Decatur show is going to do better for attendance. And and generally, if you go west across the Corn Belt, if you go from Ohio to Nebraska, farms get bigger as you go west. So generally, whether you're in Decatur, Illinois, or Boone, Iowa, or Grand Island, Nebraska for Husker Harvest Days, it's still the same number of acres or gross farm income or uh, you know cattle on feed or, or, or something like that. It's just it's less people. Less less farms doing it, so the crowds are biggest in Decatur. That's pretty interesting. What tips do you have for people that are coming for Farm Progress? What should they be thinking about, looking for, since you've done this for so long? So you've got seven miles of roads here, so it's a lot of walking. So my advice is make your list, get to the website, surf the map, make make your marks on the places you want to go. Because if you're going to walk seven miles, you don't need to necessarily be backtracking. So you want to make sure that you kind of got a little bit of a plan of how you're going to attack this thing. Absolutely. Also, they can stop by the Tyrannus tent here. We've got water and other beverages for folks to enjoy. And we've got a nice van that we'll be putting on for everybody when they're coming through. So it's going to be a pretty exciting time here. Are there any other standouts that you think about when you think about the history of this or anything that caught your eye as you set up this year? So, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, uh, and I did it back when the show rotated between three states. And, and I, I think the thing that, that I'm most impressed with is, is how the exhibitors have responded when we went to the permanent sites. It used to be circus tents, and the equipment companies would look like a parking lot, like a dealership lot, and that would be the end of it. And now you have beautiful exhibits like Tyrannus. You have air-conditioned exhibits. You have, you know, there's plasma screens everywhere. There's interactive things. The, the, I, it sounds like some kind of a cop-out when somebody asks what's, what's new at Farm Progress Show. The, the thing that makes it new is the work that the exhibitors do. This, this exhibit that we're sitting in here, this beautiful Tyrannus exhibit, this did, not come, this did not come together over the weekend. This has been a long-term planned, strategic uh, marketing effort by the company, and so that that's probably the thing that I'd, I'd love to watch develop, especially over the last 18 years of being at these permanent sites. Yeah, we're actually pretty picky about where we go. We we operate through and with retailers and cooperatives. Uh, the growers are very important. We share that that end user with our insights. We selected Farm Progress because it's the one place where we know everyone's coming together. They can understand this technology. They can work together. So if you come by the Tyrannus Acre Forward setup here, you're actually probably going to see a retailer or co-op that you're working with using this space. So we're good. We didn't sublease it. We know the rules, but we're actually using the space to feature our customers, let them engage with the insights, see what's happening. And I want to thank you because I I really think Farm Progress does a great service uh, for our industry and for our folks, and we really like being here. So that's that's the interesting thing about about this event that, that I love to watch develop. In addition to the, what I talked about with the exhibits, um, it has become, it's the largest gathering of ag media anywhere in the country. It's the largest internationally traveled ag trade show in the country. Um, it, it, at its core, like I mentioned, it's a trade show. This is a, this is a show for farmers to go and look at, meet with their service and products providers. But there's all kinds of other things that are going on around it. There's there's governmental public policy being shaped. There's ag media. There's international visitation. 
I, I know of mergers and acquisitions that have happened in the back rooms of some of these exhibits that, that, that are, that a year from now, you know, I'm getting whispered to by the company saying, Hey, just so you know, you need to be looking to figure out how to get that lot over there because we're about to do this with them and this is about to come down. So, um, there's, there's a lot of industry work that, that occurs over these three days because, because all the guns are here, right? Because, right. because of the leadership of these com- com- companies, they're here to see how they stack up against their competition. And another one that's big here is we get airplane loads of Wall Street analysts because a lot of these companies are, are, are blue chip, publicly traded companies. So they want to see how, how does, how does an agco present themselves against their competition? In, in the marketplace. And this is the kind of place where they can make some judgments on that. For a lot of people, there's a lot at stake when you look at the crop that we're raising and what we're doing as an industry, uh, whether it's finance, credit, banking, equipment, inputs, what we do with crop intelligence. It's really important for people to come together and you provided that opportunity. Uh, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Any stories, because you said you hear about M&A, is there anything that you're hearing about now that we can get a heads up on? <laughs> if not, any stories, anything... Now, what's your most memorable moment in your 19 years of farm progress that you can share on tape? Well, I'm not. Yeah, I've, I've got a whole other off the record set of stories from, you know, when you did this stuff back in your 20s, you behaved a little bit differently. Now I'm an old man and got kid. I got a kid in college and I'm not about to record anything he might hear. So, you know, it, it has been I've, I've gotten to work with a lot of different people, um, you know, I. Working with the George W. Bush campaign, I got to work with George W. Bush twice. First, when he the first time he said that he was going to run for president, he did that in Amana, Iowa, and I was there and helped him do the setup and put the farm equipment behind him. And then I got I got a, a handwritten thank you note that he wrote me a couple days later. And then when he was doing his reelection in 2004, I really made my boss mad because we sat down at a big table full of Secret Service and everything else, and I just started shucking out my business card and I harvested all these cool business cards from all these different governmental agencies and the person that's in charge of every piece of food that the president eats and all these different crazy things. And, you know, when you're working, when I worked with him, when he was the governor of Texas, the Texas Rangers were his security detail and they wore their guns on the outside. None of this talking into their, their sleeve stuff. And then four years later, you're working with the secret service and it's a totally different experience. That's about as uptight as you get. And, and, Watching Secret Service guys go to Farm King and buy overalls with creases still in the legs that they're wearing to try to blend in at a farm show is hysterical. I would have liked to have seen that. I've, I've, I've been able to meet W once, and I actually saw the Secret Service. It was by mistake. We were at a restaurant. And the way those guys operate, the envelope they put around him, the way they work, the real professionals. We're lucky to have servants like that, people like that providing that for our public officials and for us. Now, you have security and EMS here. Can you talk a little bit about why this is a good and safe event? I mean, fortunately, the weather's good, but you do have folks with, with health concerns and issues. What, what would you say to those many concerns? Sure. So, yeah, you know, the target market averages 56 years old, which means there's a, there's a lot of elderly folks here. And I can think back to the 2007 show, which is the first year we had these asphalt streets. They were black asphalt, and it was 115-degree heat index. And people were going down all over the place. We carted 30 of them out in ambulances. And that's when the air conditioning tents started coming around. But, um, yeah, we have three dedicated teams of EMS that have the grid split up. And whether you get them on a radio, I get them on a radio, or you just call 911 and give them three points of triangulation, 
a friend of mine that I've been working with since 1995 had a massive heart attack at the 2021 Farm Progress Show. He was in the back of the exhibit talking to his boss, and he just fell backwards out of his chair and went gray. And he was no pulse. He was coded. He, he was completely, Doug was completely gone. And from the time they called 911 to the time they arrived was 90 seconds. And they shocked him three times, brought him back. He had... 100% blockage in two arteries, 90% blockage in two other arteries. They did bypass on him, and he's here working the show right now. And if he'd have had that same heart attack in his hotel room or on the road, he wouldn't be with us anymore. He came and spoke to our security meeting, our safety meeting, and, and thanked all those folks. And and so um, in, in all reality, when something like that goes down, you are probably safer at the Farm Progress Show than you are at your house. Well, I think you're hearing it here first. If you've got any health concerns, come to Farm Progress because in 90 seconds they'll get you figured out and taken care of. It it was great. It's really important, though, that people know that, that they know it's a safe place and uh, that they know they're well taken care of. sounds like you've worked pretty well with the city here and the folks. Yeah. The history here has been pretty good. It's it's been fantastic. Um, From the time that we we broke ground in, in spring of 2005 to now, we've had wonderful partnerships with the community. You know, if you're if you're doing a trade show in Vegas or Anaheim or Orlando or something, there's a whole steep staff and fleet of people that are in that industry that can can do the work in Macon County, Illinois. I got to have every church and Rotary Club and 4-H Club and everybody to park the cars and take admission and flip burgers and drive trams and hold rope lines in the field demos and, and the list goes on and on and on of what we need here. And so we've got to have a good relationship with the community. We, we, we spend over $100,000 making donations to the groups that actually do the work. And I, I'm not capable. I'm, I've delegated myself out of any work other than holding a microphone. There's a whole fleet of people that are out doing the hard work to make the show happen. And um, they and the volunteers are the people that are our welcoming committee, right? They're the local community shaking hands, handing them a program, serving them a sandwich. They're the ones that are doing the work. Are they out of school today for this? Some of them do, yeah. Tomorrow, Wednesday, is for some reason the FFA day, and there will be blue jackets everywhere all over this place. Well, that'll be nice to see. So tomorrow is FFA day, but Thursday is still a good day to come. Your best day in my opinion, yes. All right, so before we wrap up here, is there anything else about Farm Progress, this event that people have to know before they go? Well, it's, it's the granddaddy. It's the oldest of its kind. It started in 1953, so we're celebrating our 70th year. And, and for the most part, uh, all the other outdoor shows around the world are built on the template of the Farm Progress show. And so, you know, we get, we get a lot of foreign visitation of people that, that put on the Brazilian version of this. And, and so it, it's, it's really something special to be part of something that is, you know, emulated around the country, around the world. Well, we'll have to talk about the Brazilian version. We've got our offices in Campinas, and I'm sure we can partner. I want to thank you, Matt, for joining us here. We like kicking off Farm Progress here with you. Uh, Trana St. Before, we're proud to be part of it, and we'll get you a copy of this podcast so you can distribute it with your wonderful weather updates and other updates in your emails. Thank you so much for joining us. Glad to be with you. Thank you very much. Uh,